Uh, no, th- no, thank you. Fairhome, and you're listening to the Music Video Land podcast put on by your friends at the one and only filmsinsert.com. Like I said, my name is Adam, and with me, as usual, is Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Super good, Adam. How are you? Good. I'm sorry I sound a little different. I'm on, I took a little unexpected trip, and I usually bring my microphone with me, but not this time, so I apologize for the less than, usually we have pristine audio quality. I mean, would you agree? I would, but now you sound like a total amateur, total mm. amateur hour. This will be in. Luckily, you had the you had the mic during our interview with Forklops. That's true. We are really excited to welcome Forklops to this week's podcast. Forklops, as you might imagine, is not a person. It is a duo. Um, well, it's not a duo. They don't specifically build themselves as a duo, um, but they build themselves as an entity that makes interactive videos and just interactive videos, uh, and that is made up of Mr. Eli Stoneberg and Jeff Greco. Uh, and you may have seen their work recently for MDM, MD, sorry, MNDR. Uh, yeah, uh, bands with letters and just that are just letters. Um, I never do well with those. Uh, had a recently released a video for Club C L U B, which uh, sort of like you're experiencing uh, your trip to New York on an iPhone, and they use the Facebook API and a bunch of other uh, you know different technologies to um, personalize that experience. So you hooked it up with Facebook, and uh, it pulled different information uh, out of your Facebook and used it there, which is really cool. And then they also uh, did the Alrevar Simone Knights oh, Night of Wands video, which is uh, allows you to um, it's like a coloring book. You color and interact with the video that way. But um, I, I would think... s- I would say more like Microsoft Paint or something like that, or right. or uh, not a coloring book because you don't you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Paint, Paint Shop Simone. Deluxe. Paint Shop Deluxe. I remember that program. Something uh, but they, like that. They by numbers. Paint by clicks. They've, uh, you know, they build themselves as specifically doing interactive videos, and uh, I think that's, although, that's really interesting. Although Eli, you know, previously has has done more standard music videos for for Passion Pit and Daedalus and and Dev, but these days it seems like they've got to focus on is on interactive music videos, as this episode should, don't you think? I agree. We're gonna hear from Four Clops later in on in the podcast, uh, which is a great interview. Uh, but now I think it's time to talk about. I think maybe the elephant in the room for music videos for a while, which has been interactive music videos. Doug, I guess we should start with our because people really care what we think. Yeah. On what do, I mean, do you enjoy music interactive music videos? I I do in in general, and I and I like the the concept of them, and I you know I think the some of the most famous ones like the arcade fire ones that came out recently um i think that they 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 work you know when they when they work they're good i i think and and you know sometimes they don't work or it, the the interactivity is um not so cool 
and then it 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 kind of falls flat as with any kind of music video or art form it could fall flat for different reasons but um the ones that work i i do enjoy them how about you i do i think that's a very new uh form of music video art and i guess you know let me just give a quick technical background of of what we're talking about here and why this is happening now uh you know, we talked a lot about the history of music videos and, you know, the rise of YouTube and Vimeo for allowing to play video on a computer. Now, you know, no matter how great that is, it's still a box and it just shows a video. There's a little, you know, you're limited in what you can do with that format. Um, you know, it's still a very passive experience, even though it is on a computer. You sit there and you watch it instead of being on a TV, it's on demand on your computer. And there's all sorts of benefits that go around with that. But, you know, just like technology arose to the occasion to bring videos to the web in, you know, 2005, uh, you know, technology is rising to bring all sorts of different things to the web now. Uh, and for people who aren't, you know, familiar with the web technologies, um, you know, maybe five years ago, uh, there weren't a lot of what we call APIs. They're called inter, you know, uh, application programming interfaces. And they allow you, or a developer, to tap into different uh, services and you know, use their data. So for instance, um, Facebook. If uh, you, know, you may connect with sites on Facebook and they may you know, use your information, such as you know, who your friends are, who your likes are, things like that. And they're using the Facebook API, called OpenGraph, to grab that data and use it. And there are many different APIs, uh, and those can also be uh, referring to um, HTML5 APIs. You'll see a lot of these music videos build themselves as HTML5. We'll get in that to a second. Um, but HTML5 utilizes or includes with it a whole bunch of different APIs, including uh, the canvas element, uh, time to media playback, and geolocation, which really, uh, you know, give developers tools to make really cool experiences so wait well and also the it, it's important then to because you're talking about this to provide to to mention that interactive videos don't necessarily just mean like you that that you have to do something with your mouse or with your body in order to make the music video interactive you don't very true yes so, some of these music videos you know it's it's pulling data that you say provided to facebook and then using that in the video for example like in the in the four clops video that we'll talk about in the interview um where some other ones like the ones um for arcade fire you know required you to you know either dance or, or move your mouse in front of the computer in order to get the full kind of use of the interactive portions of the video. Right. And, and I think it's just a sign of the fact that we have all these technologies available. So, you know, why not play with them and why not use them? Um, and I think it's really stretching the boundaries of what we can call a music video. Um, it used to be, you know, something that you played from beginning to end. And, you know, it may be changing into something that's more like an experience or even a game. Um, Bobby Womack, the soul legend, I guess you'd call him, recently released a record called Bravest Man in the Universe, which Lana Del Rey sang on, uh, one, of the song, one of the tracks, which I enjoyed. Uh, and he, just in the last few weeks, released a really interesting interactive video for the title track, Bravest Man in the Universe, that was mobile first. I mean, you couldn't even look at it on a 
uh, desktop, you had access to it through your you know Android phone or your iPhone or your tablet device. And the reason was, you know, it played the music, but when you were playing, when it, you know, when you were kind of looking at this device, there were little games you could play. So you could the theme of the video was um, uh, someone traveling through space. So you were able to destroy asteroids or navigate a spaceship through the asteroid belt. Um, and that's really different than, say, uh, you know, the Arcade Fire We Used to Wait video um, by Chris Milk, who, where, you know, you, you have your location and it, it basically tailors the music video to your location. You, you sit there and watch it. And in some cases, there's a little bit of both. Like, um, in a few weeks, we have director Lex Halliby on the show, and he directed a campaign uh, that's kind of a music video as well for Jasmine V, who um, it's like a like an you know one of those tween pop stars like uh, Miley Cyrus or you know type who also probably acts as well and um, you know it was an interactive music video where it, all, it 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 took some of your Facebook data and and you know your pictures would show up on her wall and your name would show up on her phone but that also there were you know games within the video that you would play that would trigger different you know video reactions just depending on how you performed in those games and so that kind of used both uh you know both options you know stuff that was already available and your actual interaction and engagement with the content while you're there um and and something i also want to to note that in order for these interactive videos the ones that really work a lot of the times you know you'll see a direct you know them them working directly with like a browser or something like that like in this Jasmine B music video they they were working with internet explorer and in that um in the arcade fire when they we're also working with Chrome with that one as well. Is that correct? Yes. Chrome is actually, the, uh, they were one of the team members for the Bobby Womack video as well. Are there any, um, are there any cases of, like personally, to, to that Arcade Fire point, um, I really enjoy their, their Sprawl 2 interactive music video. But, but for me, I, I think that one hits me a little bit better in the one where I don't have to click or dance in front of my computer. Cause I'm not, you know, I like to save my dancing for the ladies, not for my webcam. And so, um, that's one where I actually enjoy kind of the, the, the video version of it. Cause it's, it's different, you know, there's no performance pieces in the interactive version and stuff. And so it's, it's a different video. Are there any that are, that are like that for you? Yeah, I think one of the things we're seeing is that you know directors will often have the interactive video, but they they kind of have to, or at least the label is sometimes pressuring them to release uh, the kind of traditional version, which is sometimes a challenge because those things are so personalized. Um, you know, I find that the videos that I uh, enjoy the most, you know, you know, use that person personal data to kind of bring something interesting to music music video. Um, which is why, you know, the we, you know, the one for We Used to Wait by Arcade Fire, again, directed, directed by Chris Milk, was really interesting for me because, you know, that song comes from the album The Suburbs, which is, you know, I think is a, a, a kid who grew up in the suburbs, and, uh, you know, could relate to a lot of things on that record. So when I saw the music video, I was really interested to see what kind of, um, you know, imagery they were going to use and things like that. And, you know, one of the things they did was it used your location, so right. you saw like a map of your house you put in the address or the you know the address of where you grew up and used that which is which is i mean 
you know, not just the, it was a fun thing to do, but it had, you know, a deeper meaning to it as well. Um, it's, and you did run into a thing. So like when that one came out, when that video came out, my address, there was no like Google images of it mm-hmm. for, I, for any address that I had ever really lived in. And so, like, I never had a place for it to work and for it to resonate that way. But have you have you seen the the Sprawl Two interactive music video by them? I where have, yes. Where you now? Did you do the dancing way in front of your webcam, or did <laughs> no. you click with the mouse? You click with the mouse, and then have you seen the the regular music video version of it? Yes. Um, now, one one reason, obviously, that they would do a standard music video version is is shareability. Um, you know, because you it's difficult. You, you know, we can't embed any of these interactive music videos in their interactive state on Filmed Insert right now, uh, at least today. And most blogs, you know, can't and probably never will. Uh, or maybe not never, but not anytime, you know, in the near future are they, are they currently set up to, to do that. And so, you know, they need these shareable versions, these versions where you could tick up those view counts really well. I think that that stuff still has meaning despite, you know, the the interactive ability of it, I think that, you know, the, the, these labels probably still require, you know, a, a standard version out there that they can put in a, a blog post or a press release or something like that that people can see without having to go somewhere else or log in through Facebook. Right. I think it's still a young format. I think people are still just like, you know, this is kind of paralleling the web. I mean, all, you know, the HTML5 specification is changing in sort of organic specification uh things change and things are you know are some some are in use you know you, you and, and you're running into a much greater set of challenges when you take on a interactive music video number one you, you have to kind of come into the world of web developers and think of browser compatibility i mean when you have a video you know that video plays everywhere uh you know youtube or vimeo worries about what browser it's going to play in but you kind of come into the mindset of okay you know this this is using html5 specifications but if you look at this in a browser that does not support that then you're not going to get that experience or if you don't support this or that um the same with the bobby womack video i mean if you looked at it at a browser it just said sorry look at this on a mobile device um if you don't have a smartphone then you miss out on that it's it's a whole different set of challenges and you know i think another huge challenge is the fact that uh, you know music videos are set up in a very standard production schedule in terms of how things go you know it's a very it's a time tested a production process um, that you know there's no real mystery in it you've got an editor you've got you know the, the, the director of photography the director everybody knows how it works uh, you know building something especially something that uses technologies that are on the cutting edge there's it's it's a lot difficult to determine a, a time frame for that it's a lot difficult to determine a price yeah Mark Zuckerberg is a tough guy to work into your music video budget <laughs> And uh, yeah, but yeah. I do I do think that that's why um, I do think that that's why there's a benefit with Forklops because it seems like it's not just a director being asked to try to take on these interactive tasks, but that it's kind of the, you know they kind of share the responsibilities where a lot of the um, you know backend HTML five interactive interactive stuff comes from Jeff and a lot of the music video directing end of it comes from Eli. And I think that, you know, they, they probably really thrive off of, off of being able to have kind of somebody who does each 
in in these cases. That's true, uh, and you know I think Forklabs is definitely on the pioneering end of setting up a structure for for making these because, like I said, it's such a difficult thing to to pin down. And I just wanted to mention one more thing is that when we talk about interactive music videos, and we're talking about you know so far you know the majority of it is in manipulating the the visual element that comes along with it, but there are also music videos that um, manipulate the audio version of it. For instance, the Cold War Kids video for I've Seen Enough allows you to you know pick which instruments are played, um, and, and you can kind of play with the music and the, the mix of it. So there's there's all sorts of different ways you can go, but we should definitely uh, hear from the pros here. We're just speculating, and we're going to talk to a duo which have been actually doing these and doing really interesting, really cool um, interactive music videos, and that is, of course, our guest for this podcast, Four Clops. Um, we mentioned before the MNDR video for Club, which is really cool, um, as well as the Au Revoir Simone uh, for Knights of Wands. So uh, without further ado, let's check out our interview with Four Clops. I'm Eli Stoneberg. Um, I'm a director of music videos and commercials, and I'm wrapped by, by Doomsday Entertainment and the Masses. I've done videos for Tune Yards, Not a Surf, Arvois Simone, Passion Pit, Daedalus, Dev, and a few more. And I'm Jeff Greco. I'm a web developer and uh, all-around tech guy. Uh, like to build fun, interactive things, be they websites, apps, what have you. And uh, me and Eli together make up Four Clops, which is uh, our, our new uh, directing alias to cover some of these uh, cool interactive projects we're starting to put together. Now, on your website at fortclops.com, you say, you know, we make interactive videos, which is, which is interesting. It doesn't say, you know, we make music videos and interactive videos when we, when we feel like it. You're really concentrating on that space. Take us through a little bit of the, you know, how you got to this, uh, you know, this point of, you know, having an entity that is just to make interactive music videos, you know, um, but, you know, wh where you guys, you know, hooked up creatively and, um, and, and why you want to concentrate on this, on this kind of field. Cool. Well, um, we've really been, we've known each other for seven or eight years now. We met, um, in college at Boston University and we've been working together almost this whole time. Um, our first video together was the Arvoir Simone interactive coloring book. Although I guess you did do a website for my cousin Cole music video. Yeah, it almost it almost sort of started then. I mean that was that was you know the, it was a cousin Cole music video that Eli uh, co-directed uh, with his friend Drew Daly, I believe. Uh, but Eli wanted a, a website to really uh, showcase and complement the video, so that almost that was became a sort of side project where this website, as you navigated through it, had transitions very similar to the video, and I was also really involved with some of the visuals and iconography in the video. Mm -hmm. um, 
so that was sort of that was yeah that was almost the first thing that uh, we kind of hit both of those angles but then it evolved more into uh, a more all-around product with uh, the Au Revoir Simone video and I, th I don't know I think we're just uh, really attracted to the space of making interactive videos it's it's an interesting time right now where it's still very new um, but things are shifting to the web obviously people watch their music videos on the web and it's not on TV anymore and so that allows for all these cool new tools that filmmakers have never really had to work with before um, and you know meanwhile but budgets are getting lower and kind of the state of music videos has gotten a little bit more stale uh, than back in the 90s of course so we are very much interested in just exploring anything that's new and um, I think this interactive stuff has a lot of potential for creating new experiences that people haven't really felt before. So are you going to kind of stop stop entirely doing, you know, the type of music video that I guess I mean, you were, you know, you were never kind of doing standard music videos. You know, everything was very interesting, but the videos that you were doing at least could be very easily uploaded to Vimeo, let's say. Um, are you going to kind of completely abandon that and and really focus on uh, you know these interactive music videos, or will you, you know, also be doing, you know, some some more of the other types of videos as well that aren't interactive? I don't think we're, I don't think uh, we'd completely abandon it at all. Um, we have a lot of interests, be it apps or, you know, making TV shows, uh, commercials. So it's kind of a broad spectrum. But I, this is our focus now, and I think that. Um, Definitely, if the right music video standard traditional music video project came along, um, we wouldn't turn it down. But I think that um, our preference is to make, you know, things that haven't been done before and kind of steer steer a little bit away from making traditional music videos. Now, you know, before we get into the specific interactive music videos that you guys have worked on, I was wondering about, you know, we've talked to. Uh, director duos um, like LeBanc and Cudmore and, and Daniels uh, who you know are either you know director director duos or director producers and kind of heard a little bit about that um, creative interaction you guys are different in that you know Eli you're a director and Jeff you are you know the technology end. how does that collaboration work um, practically you know logistically for for um, for you guys how does like a music video interactive music video process uh, work from start to finish uh, we will always start uh, you know really brainstorming the idea together I think that both of us are able to kind of transcend those specific roles in the earliest stages when we're really spitballing and then getting the germ of the idea uh, and then you know throughout that process you know I'll be able to say well technically it's impossible to do this right now or very hard to do this uh, and you know to bring in a little bit of that realism on the tech end when needed and and likewise Eli will do the same when it comes to the the nitty-gritty of shooting something but we like to you know when we start in the idea space I think we, we start uh, pretty much as equals and then uh, when it comes down to the production end, we'll we'll go our separate ways a little bit more just in terms of implementing um, but keeping each other very involved in the overall concept, uh, look and feel of it as well. Um, you know, Eli will be the guy uh, uh, either picking up the camera, ordering around the DP, and I'll be the guy dealing with the server 
numbers and and but also the the visual style and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's very it's super collaborative. Um, but what's cool is that we have very complementary skills. Um, you know, like I I edit the videos and Jeff <clears throat> has all of the Photoshop and website building talents. Um, and obviously, as our projects grow, we'd like to just start um, allocating other people to help us do those things as well. But um, yeah, it's definitely not your. It's it's different than uh, you know. I'm friends with the Daniels, and it seems like they're both kind of do the same sort of thing. They just help each other do it faster and better. Um, and we are different in that we do sort of come from different backgrounds and have different skill sets and anyway, I think we really uh, yeah we definitely rely on each other a lot you know I I would be uh, a lot more lost if I were putting Eli's shoes and I can guarantee it would be uh, <laughs> likewise for him right. um, but yeah, yeah we took a, a JavaScript class together in sophomore year and uh, without me copying Jeff's homework every day uh, I don't think I would have got past that <laughs> and what what year was sophomore year for you guys at, at Boston, Boston uh, University? Yeah, I guess that's 05. Uh, yeah, 05, 06. We're class of 08. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, Represent. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get in there with that one. Um, I, I, I was wondering where these um, where these jobs are coming from. Are you, are, you know, the, are you just pitching interactive music videos through like the, the more standard kind of treatment process or are you know, artists, you know, who are looking for interactive music videos coming to you guys? Um, it's a little bit of both and also us, us seeking out the uh, jobs we want as well. Um, we've definitely have been doing pitching interactive projects through um, our rep, Danielle, and so we do, we do do that the traditional way. Um, this one for MNDR came about because um, the O Music Awards, which commissioned the project, um, one of the people there is Brenna Ehrlich, and she knew us because she used to write for Mashable, and she covered our um, our Voix Simone video uh, during her time in Mashable, and so I guess they were looking to make an interactive music video, and they thought of us, so they approached us that way. Um, but you know oftentimes it's it's really kinda random it's often like I'm friends with the band or uh, in different times in the past I've reached out to a band that I like um, as well as you know the traditional one where you get a brief in the email and you have to write a treatment and compete against other directors and so forth so let's talk a little bit about the specific interactive music videos, starting with the Au Revoir Simone Night of Wands video, which is really fun if you have an artistic bent and you like coloring things in. Um, it is, it, it's, you know, I was wondering where the concept from this uh, came from, because it's kind of this half interactive, then you watch things um, for a little bit of it. Was this a situation where you knew the band and this was something where you could kind of uh, you had a lot of freedom creativity, creatively to do what you needed? Yeah, they gave us pretty much total creative freedom. Um, what happened was I, I knew the band Passion Pit um, from Boston, and they came to L.A. This is several years ago, three years ago, I, I would guess, and 
um, we went to a show and then after the Passion Pit show, there was some after party at the Roosevelt that I was joining them at and I was driving with my friend. It's a funny story. I was driving with my friend and we were on, I guess, Hollywood Boulevard and suddenly, you know, we're kind of creeping along this traffic and we're in the left lane and suddenly a car just like cuts right in front of me but has to stop because the car in front of me has stopped so they're sort of diagonally blocking both lanes and I my friend and I look over and it's these cute girls and they're like sorry we're not from here they yell that <laughs> and we're like all right move along you know like kind of wave them forward it's probably if it was some random dude I would have yelled profanities or something but uh, they they drove off and then you know a few minutes later we went to the Roosevelt and it turned out that those girls were in the band Arvo Simone and they were also meeting um, those passion pit dudes and we ended up going to another party after that and it just so happened that Chris Milk's uh, I think I think the Arcade Fire came out then some for some reason the subject of interactive videos came up and of course, this is before I had ever made one, and um, just at this party, and I kind of briefly mentioned like, "Oh, I, I'd really love to make an interactive coloring book music video," because it was an idea that I'd had before, and they were like, "Whoa, that sounds pretty cool," and that's pretty much as far as we got that night. But uh, a few months later, they reached out to me and and asked if I was still interested in working out that concept with me and then they sent over a song that they thought would fit well with it and uh, we went from there. In terms of inspiration for you guys for videos, you know, there's not a lot of interactive, I mean there's a few interactive videos around but not a lot of them use, you know, web technology sometimes they're a little gimmicky with, you know, uh, you know, choose your own adventure or something like that. Uh, what did you guys take into account, you know, both creatively and technologically for you know, inspiration for these types of videos? Uh, I, I personally, you know, I, 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 since I do a lot of, uh, you know, uh, more normal, uh, bland web work as well, uh, corporate style things and whatever, uh, that I, I try to stay on the cutting edge of a lot of the emerging technology. Um, and social media and some of you know the ways you can get data from from different sources how you can pull information from Facebook and Twitter all of these things I try to keep up on uh, on a day-to-day -day basis and so you know some of these things the simply the ability that we can do this inspires what we do to a certain extent um, you know I think a lot of the Facebook integration in the MNDR video, for instance, uh, some of that we arguably did because we could. Uh, like, you know, we we reverse engineered that from, you know, hey, we've got access to this person's hometown and girlfriend. What do we, you know, maybe that would work well in this. Um, so in a lot of ways, it's almost like a proof of concept. Um, and then uh, otherwise, though, I think, you know, the Arcade Fire video was really inspiring, not in any particular aspect of it, other than that it was something that you would never see before. It was completely non-traditional, really embraces the fact that it's, it takes place on the web, 
uh, versus trying to fit into you know a, a more traditional broadcast mold. Um, so that was pretty liberating, seeing that something like that could break out of that mold and and gain that kind of popularity that people would accept it on those terms. And I love that you know the Arcade Fire have several interactive videos. Everyone remembers the Chris Milk one, but. Vincent Morissette has made, I think, three interactive videos for them that are all really fun. Mm -hmm. There's the uh, the one that's like the the B online B one, I think, and then the Black Mirror one, and then the new one for Shrine Part Two. Um, and I, yeah, I think uh, those are pretty inspiring. But basically, it's just you know we're inspired by creating new experiences and and also allowing for personalization and just kind of capturing things that emotions that people haven't felt in their videos music videos before um, you know one of the things about the coloring book video that I really love is that the viewer goes home if they want to they can click save and they go home with a, a piece of artwork that they personally made um, and I think that's pretty cool it's like what other video has really allowed the viewer to create something of their own while watching it. Um, and so we're kind of just looking to explore all sorts of new new technologies and being very wary of the fact that some of them are very, they could tend to be gimmicky. Um, you know, that's something in our minds for sure when we're working on it. But I think, you know, it's it's really easy to write something off as a gimmick, but you know, like when you play our MNDR video and someone that you're friends with texts you and it feels real for that one moment, I don't know that I would call that a gimmick. It's like it, it evokes a real emotion and it's more powerful than had it been a non-traditional, had it been a traditional music video where it, I don't know, you couldn't even do that. I guess. Now, yeah, let's definitely talk about the the MNDR Club music video, um, which is the one you were talking about that integrates with uh, Facebook, and you see, you know, you have this experience through an iPhone. As somebody who owns, you know, that model of iPhone and uses Facebook a lot, it really, you know, it definitely hits home for, for me and, you know, pretty much everybody else else I know. Um I was wondering if you could walk us through the the genesis of that, um, and you know, it, it seems like a lot of, as you mentioned, what happens in the video is informed by what you guys are able to do. Um, you know, take us through the initial process of you know having the idea for this music video, and then um, you know, you know what what Facebook you know the Facebook uh, you know API allowed you to do to to kind of make this happen. Um. Cool. Well, I think, you know, we were approached by the O Music Awards and their big thing was they wanted an interactive video <clears throat> with MNDR that corresponded with this event that they were throwing at Webster Hall. It was called Unboxed. Um, and so we had to kind of come up with something that would work that could be filmed during a concert. And so at first we pitched a whole different idea. and. This was an idea that sort of was more similar to the skateboard video that we've done, um, where it was going to be this crazy split screen video, and we were going to get like every member of the crowd to film the concert with their cell phones, and then there was going to be kind of like a map view where you select which whichever angle you want to see at what time and all sorts of stuff. So we had 
this whole other idea, but uh, you know, for various reasons, budget and all, you know, logistical stuff, we we decided that that wasn't the right idea. Um, so they allowed us to pitch a new one, and I don't know how it really happened. I guess. I guess you start, you know, with everything, you start with, with something to work off of. Usually you start with a song. In this case, we didn't have a song in place before it happened. We just knew that something needed to be filmed at a concert. And so I guess it must have happened where it was like, oh, what if MNDR invites you to a concert? Yeah, we already had the, the idea of the first peer, uh, person experience uh, from the earlier concept. Uh, so I think yeah we we ran with that and and yeah and then and then you know built a narrative around that uh, you know that clearly becomes pretty fantastical uh, by the end. Yeah, I think Jeff and I are both very interested in um, in kind of creating false future histories. You know, like kind of made up. Uh, you know, just kind of as the video the video in the video you turn into this you know rock star DJ. And uh, it creates this false history that obviously is not true and is is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've always been a Photoshop nut, so I'm big on yeah, on, on changing reality and altering headlines and all that sort of thing. So I think that that informed it. Um, and then yeah, at some point along the line, you know, we had a vague idea that I would film on my way to New York, pretty much first person, true to my. Ex my experience in New York and then we'd film at the show and um, I at one point we connected with Amanda from MNDR and she said we said you know what song could we use from your upcoming album and she sent along this track um, which worked out really well we had most of the idea in place before getting the song which is kind of a backwards way to do things but uh, it just happened to be a really good fit for the idea, I think in length, and also that the song has some kind of nice uh, sort of peaks and valleys in it, where it you know has its verse, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. So you can kind of use those to your advantage when creating different scenes that you know start and stop at the end of a different part of the song, and um, and yeah, it grew from there. It it really uh, that sometimes you come up with an idea and and that's it and you go out and shoot and make that video and that and it's pretty much the same as what you wrote. I think the R for Simone video is kinda like that where we wrote it and made it and it didn't change too much. Yeah. This one this one was ever evolving. We we pretty much we were changing things a week before the video got released. We added some new interactive things and etc. So it was a yeah, it was a very evolving creative process to come up with this one. Now, are you guys going to release a, a version of it that's that's not interactive? And and is it important for you to to make sure the video works, even if you know the interactive portions of it don't? Well, we already have. Um, we did one that's not interactive that you can find on YouTube and Vimeo. Um, it's basically a screencast of the video where the everything is not personalized so instead of saying hey Doug it will just say hey um, and there's some change things one of the things is that uh, at the end of the video you know you turn into this DJ and, and it says you know DJ Jeff Greco or um, DJ Adam Fairholm 
Well, we couldn't obviously do that in a generic sense, so we came up with the idea D DJ autocorrect. And, uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Because it's an iPhone video that seemed to be fitting. Um, and so, yeah, there is this non-interactive version. The, since the O Music Awards is kind of affiliated with MTV, I think they, they may be playing it on the actual MTV channel, so we had to do this version for them. Um, in that regard, and of course for Vimeo, a lot of blogs like to embed things, embed a Vimeo or a YouTube, and, and our interactive version can't be embedded. Um, so we have it. Neither of us really prefer this version, and uh, we think that the experience is, uh, you only get half the experience while watching this. Yeah, if, if even. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a good goal. It would be great if concepts were able to work in both senses. Uh, but I think generally we uh, don't let that limit us too much when coming up with these concepts. Um, and, you know, luckily technology is ever advancing. And, uh, you know, as far as non-interactive, you know, that's, I think that's sort of a, just a, a thing of the past. I'm, I'm worried less about airplay on MTV than traffic from MTV.com blogs probably. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we can, as far as embedding it goes, uh, we definitely have plans to, try and create more embeddable interactive videos in the future. That's uh, definitely be a big boon in viewership. But it is, it's definitely something to consider and it's something that I don't think the record labels necessarily have figured out yet. We, we pitched one video that we almost got, but it, it was an interactive video and what it came down to is they're like, does this, is this gonna work on YouTube? They're mm. like, we don't care if it could work on a different website. Will this work on YouTube? So we actually like, Got, we had the label get in touch with YouTube because there there was one Andy Grammer did something with YouTube and Vivo um, that was interactive the choose your own adventure and we wanted to know if it was possible to work with them on this and then basically they came back to us saying they needed like a six figure amount uh, to even make this work so that video ended up not not being able to be made because YouTube wasn't willing to work with us on something that was interactive. Um, so it's it's definitely a uh, a roadblock to jump over, but uh, that's more on the kind of record label end of things than our end. If we had our way, probably we would just be doing the interactive stuff and and uh, not worrying too much about making non-interactive versions of our interactive projects. Now, how do you guys you know measure the success of something like the MNDR video? Because you know, obviously, you have the you know the straight video version, you have the interactive version, um, and you know, on a video, you can clearly see you know plays. Um, is it you know for something like the MNDR video? Is it you know Facebook likes or people are participating or the you know the the, the feedback you've got from the video? How does how does that work for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a whole mix of that, um, you know, uh, Facebook likes and shares. I mean, shares are really what we're pushing for uh, on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you know, we, we want it out there. The goal, you know, our goal is just for people to see it. So uh, that that's our, our ideal uh, uh, metric. Um, but, you know, we, we've got, uh, you know, Google Analytics so we can have some pretty fine-grained view of the traffic. Uh, even down to a real-time nature, you can see how many people are on the page right now uh, playing it. Um, and it. But it's definitely not just hit, not just about hits. Um, we've been getting really, we don't have a, a ton of hits right now, but we've been getting amazing feedback from 
important people and people whose opinions we trust and like and um, getting hit up to do sort of press things about this. So it's already been a success on that level. And, you know, it's interesting. Like, I don't know if you guys know, I, I sold out and made a mainstream pop video for this artist, Dev. <laughs> and uh, um, that video right now has something like three and a half million hits. And, um, but, you know, so that's all well and good. But if they're just like 12 year old girls who are watching it, uh, does that really affect me? And, you know, already we in this vi with this new video, we've gotten a lot more attention um, from people who matter than a video that got three million hits. So it's a tough thing. You know, it's uh, it's hard to measure. Like you said, there's a lot of different things to take into account, and it's not just for us. It's not just about hits. It's more, I guess, about uh, the hits that count. I guess. <laughs> Quality that, traffic, yeah. Yeah, quality that, traffic. That in the in my trunk video is all twelve year old girls and me because I watch <laughs> that video all the time. Um, and uh, my mom, I think my mom is about a million of those. <laughs> <hits>. <laughs> yeah, she's charismatic. Um, I, I wonder then what what type of artist you know is there a, is there a particular type of artist that you think this style of music video fits, or do you think that it's something that you know maybe you know pop artists you know like Dev would also one day be open to, to working on. You know, we can do this type of thing with a lot of different things and it doesn't even have to be limited to music of course. Um, you could do it in a short film form or branded content or commercial or a music video. Um, and yeah, I, I honestly think an artist like Dev would benefit from something like this whether the labels are um, smart enough to realize that I don't there's a whole nother story there's you know when working with a big artist there's a lot more you know there's a lot less create creative freedom of course um, so I guess you know a, a cool band who is uh, tech savvy is the best way to go someone who re recognizes the value of uh, forward-thinking technology versus just sticking to what they know, which is just the YouTube views. Right? Yeah, and, and differentiating. I mean, you know, uh, OK Go is another great player in the interactive space. I was really interested with some of Bjork's latest efforts uh, with her iPad app, uh, releasing her album that way. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, especially with the, the Bjork thing, it's, you know, it becomes more about a, a musical experience more than a specific video for any specific track. Uh, and and as you see some of these artists move away from labels like OK Go and some other more successful established artists are able to do, uh, it, it becomes less about moving single MP3s and, and more about the overall brand. And that's where a lot of this interactive work can really help out, I think. Now, from the technological standpoint, um, uh, you know, Jeff, you know, I guess this is a question for you because, you know, um, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, the Avravar Simone video is Flash and the MNDR video is in HTML5 and the Chris Milk video is in H HTML5, which are, you know, technologies that have really come into, you know, common usage in only in the past, you know, year or, or 18 months or so for, you know, a wide variety of compatibility. Uh, you know, in your view, what are the technologies that have allowed this sort of video to happen um, if we just had still had flash would you know you be able to still do this kind of thing or is HTML5 really the 
technology that's allowing you guys to be able to create these interactive experiences? Uh, you know, Flash w is and was a pretty powerful platform, but, you know, uh, Apple's turning its back on Flash uh, is basically going to sort of set the story for the future, I think. Uh, you're not going to see Flash on your mobile devices, and mobile devices are really where we're heading. Um, but uh, HTML5, uh, specifically HTML5 video, which is, now you can embed native video in web pages, that's going to be a, a big game changer. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's sort of like you said, it's about adoption. Some of these features have been out for a couple years, but it's only sort of bleeding edge browsers have this. Even now, this MNDR video is probably playable on half the browsers out there right now. Um, part of, you know, the, we, if we had more time, money, and resources, we could have gone for a bigger piece of that pie. Um, but we're, we're building in the most future-proof way possible. I think that number will be, you know, 80% a year from now. We'll be able to go back and watch this video more natively. Uh, but, yeah, these, these native video things, uh, other interesting HTML5 features include you can embed audio similarly. Uh, you can manipulate uh, graphics on the page in a much more interesting way. If we were doing Au Revoir Simone over again, we'd probably be able to build it pretty successfully in HTML5 now but we just didn't have that kind of adoption back then. Mm -hmm. um, and like I mentioned, the mobile thing and, and location-based services, that's part of the HTML5 spec. Um, you know, I think location's going to wind up being a pretty interesting thing to play with. Um, and while we, we've mentioned, uh, if, you, if you try to view MNDR on your phone, uh, unfortunately it's ironic, but we can't quite do it there yet. <laughs> uh, which is just, it's just a capability thing, you know, iPhones, it works pretty well on an iPad, but iPhones right now, you can't actually do interactive video features with. If you play a video, an HTML5 video, it will go full screen and that'll be the only thing going on. But that's going to change. That'll be, you know, that might be better in a year or so. Um, and, and we'll really be able to build one of these videos once and have it play across every device. And that's really the holy grail. Uh, we, that's never, we've never been in a position to do that before, and we're, we're kind of getting close to standards for that. And is, you, know, you, use the, you use the Facebook you know, data API for this to pull in the information. Is there, is there a technology or an API that you are itching to use or you think would be fun to use in a music video um, in the future? Yeah, we've got a couple cool, uh, we've got some cool Twitter ideas. Uh, webcam stuff. Yeah, well, webcam and face detection, all of that connect motion detection uh, style things. That's technology we're very interested in. And we, I don't know, we feel like we have our biggest ideas have not been implemented yet. Uh, there's, we have about four or five things that we've kind of been pitching around that we're really itching to make. Um, you know, be it an app or a webcam thing some more Facebook stuff. There's a lot, there's still, you know, what's really fun about this interactive stuff is there's still so much to be done. Um, it's cheesy to say, but it's like, you know, the whole Wild West thing where it's just not, you know, maybe there's been 20 interactive music videos so far and about 50% of them have been choose your own adventure style. So there's really like tons, tons that could be done within this, this new medium. Yeah, and you know, uh, augmented reality stuff. We're really thinking about breaking outside of a, you know, a 4-minute narrative video idea and 
and really taking it to the experiential level. And you know, maybe maybe the, an artist releases an app that turns that into a game that you play for a year, and, and all your locations and things all all, all matter. This it's, it's it's just it's it's such an infinite canvas. Yeah, I mean that sounds like there are a huge, you know, variety of possibilities, and I mean new, th- you know, like you mentioned, HTML five spec just keeps getting, you know, closer to you know wider adoption every day, and those things seem like they're going to be more possible on a wider platform, hopefully in the near future. Um, yeah, it's there's no it's there's no shortage of good ideas. It's just waiting for everybody to standardize, and we're getting real close. And that's funny that the music video world is kind of meeting that web world as you know as a web guy myself you know that's always sort of a frustrating thing is standards and things like that and with video I've always been a little jealous because you know it's just one square box and it either plays or it doesn't so um, they're kind of the two are meeting which is going to be interesting um, you know I was wondering uh, with face Facebook is always sort of in the news for privacy concerns so what I was watching the MNDR video I was wondering if you had any feedback from anybody who was kind of didn't get how you were pulling information from there and was maybe a little freaked out that, you know, their friend was texting them or something like that or didn't get the concept. Did you guys receive any feedback like that? Yeah, there's been a little, um, definitely some random tweets being like, check out this really creepy music video. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So there's been a few of those and I've also seen some people posting it where they're like, you guys should watch this and don't worry they're not gonna steal your information or you know there has to be some caveat for that Um, we weren't really going for the same approaches I don't know if you guys saw this this uh, Facebook uh, video called take this lollipop it came out around Halloween last year super creepy it it was really creepy I I know what you're talking about so there in that one, you know, it's like you connect to Facebook and it's essentially there's this stalker who sees your pictures and is getting all creepy on his computer and then theoretically driving to outside your house. And, uh, you know, that one is supposed to be sort of intended as a trick where it's you're supposed to kind of suspend your disbelief and, and imagine that it's actually happening to you. Uh, I don't know that ours is totally going for that. Yeah, it, you know... People, myself included, are incredibly sensitive about these Facebook privacy worries these days. Uh, I think more than twice. I think five times before accepting any app on my Facebook, uh, uh, you know, authorization. Um, and so we we definitely try to use a fair amount of language to calm people's fears that we would post anything anywhere, that we would use this data for anything at any other point. Uh, we built this video entirely client side so nobody's Facebook information at any point exists anywhere besides Facebook or your own browser it doesn't hit MTV servers or anybody's servers at any point um, but it's a it's a definite concern overall I mean I I'm very worried about uh, who has access to that Facebook data and Facebook's not gathering it so much for us to have fun with Facebook's gathering it for advertisers to target those ads in and make sure you know, you you're buying the albums that your friends are buying on Amazon and all that stuff. But I think you know, as long as it's out there, we might as well try and take that information back and do something fun with it instead of just uh, getting used for ads. Uh, now, has anybody contacted you guys wondering why they haven't gotten their DJ contracts yet? 
<laughs> Not yet. We did, we did get a couple people. There were a couple people that thought we were even more specific than we were. Somebody thought, "Oh wow, they check my check-ins, and I go to Webster Hall all the time, and so it takes care." <laughs> like, no, that, well, that was just a coincidence, but we'll take credit. should have tried to make this podcast interactive it's a good idea well nobody yeah yeah you ever yeah. seen like uh like tv shows try to try to add an interactive element now like i i, I put on breaking bad on sunday and and before right before it starts it's like go to amc.com now to start your two screen experience of breaking bad and obviously <laughs> i've never done that but i have a, a friend who, who's got an ipad who who logged in last time and apparently like when you're on there, like just like questions pop up. It's like, what did you think of Walt's move? Did you think that was teacher smart or like some <laughs> stupid, stupid shit? And it's like, vote. Like, who's the badass now? Vote now. And it's like, all that's all it is is like voting and shit. It's like the worst form of interactivity there is. But um, that is horrendously lot. dumb. That's horrible. I, I, it's I think, really horrible. I mean, that's the that's something that people have been trying for. Years and I'm talking oh, yeah, years new, to, to, to figure out how to do that with TV. Yeah. It's such a challenge, and you know that's why in the Steve Jobs biography, people went nuts because one of the things that Steve Jobs said in that was that he had figured out TV. So everybody's waiting for Apple to do something with TV bigger than their Apple TV, but it's just so difficult. It's it's um, it is, doesn't make and, and, and uh, news shows do it all the time. Still, text in your vote now. The, what is the the Ed show all day with your text with the text in? Is President Obama super handsome? Text one for yes and two for no. Oh, Ed Schultz definitely believes that a President Obama is super. Oh handsome. yeah, by the end of the episode, it's like ninety eight percent yes, which clearly he is. Even even now with the gray hairs, he's still he's a great looking guy. Um, uh, you know what else is a great looking guy? Is picks of the week. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, I agree. I, I want you to go first though. Oh, I go first. Well, that's going to take some time. Uh, <laughs> no, I you can been, go. You've been I putting can... up so many music videos. You don't have one that you like? I mean, some of, uh, most of them are so old. And um, yeah, no, I do have one that I like. I've got a pick of the week. No, I can't do this one because it's, I've used I've picked this director so many times. You go first. I don't have one. I got to hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right, we both stop. I don't have one either. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna look at our video. I'm gonna look at our video lists feature. Such an asshole. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Uh, such a dick. Um, but but I yeah, can I can I pick the list as my pick of the week? Yes. Yeah, I don't care. That's fine. Um. So yeah, you you go first because I still need to pick one. So um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna break out of the bold here a little bit with a pick of the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a new feature on the site that I'm really excited about as my pick of the week, and that is video lists. And we've been working on this for a while. You know, people think we just you know we can just throw whatever out there and just you know put it out there. But we we you know we put this through a process of you know what works and what doesn't. We tried tags for videos. We just didn't didn't like that. We tried a few different ways of doing lists, and finally we think we got it right. Um, and we're excited about it. So it's it's it seems simple, but you know we've taken a little while to arrive at what we think is is the best way, and that is our video lists feature. And it's up on the menu, and you can go to uh, filmedinsert.com/lists. 
And basically, what we've done is, and started it off, you know, we're, I'll explain how it's, the interactivity part is going to work in a minute, but um, what we've done is go ahead and, you know, create a list, for example, videos that take place on a moving vehicle. Um, you might think that's a really stupid way to make a list of videos, but it's actually really interesting when you kind of look at these videos and kind of group them together by specific thematic elements or specific, specific things. So we've kind of, I, I've started a few, Doug started a few, we mentioned, um, we should probably mention one of our favorites, which is videos that contain nudity. It's a large, that's one Doug's been working on for a while. Um, but there's all sorts of really cool ones that you can check out right now. Uh, videos that went viral, um, videos, you know, things that you might not want to kind of think about, um, like videos that feature skateboarding, uh, videos that take place, or videos that feature a Rube Goldberg machine, there are a few of those. And um, now here's the cool part, uh, this is not up as we record it, but it should be up soon. Um, go on that video list, and uh, you'll see a button that says, suggest a new video for this list. And uh, you'll be able to search videos, and go ahead and choose one, and then add it to the list. And, um, you know, we'll 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 need to vet those a little bit, but uh, um, you'll be able to kind of if you if you see a list, you say ah oh, check that out, or you can also suggest a new list as well. Um, you know, in the next few weeks we're going to be rolling out a lot of more you know user interactive features, which we're really excited about. Again, things that have been in the works for a while, but we wanted to make sure we got right. Um, but uh, you know, finally, I want for my actual pick, I would like to direct you to my favorite list which are videos that incorporate classic TV shows. Um, and there are a bunch of them, such as In My Eyes by Pistol Youth and Buddy Holly by Weezer. Uh, and if you've got some ideas for that one, go ahead and, uh, and click the Suggested Music Video for this list button and add it. Great pick, Adam. Uh, I'm going to stick with your trend, the trend that you just started for this episode. And rather than picking a music video, I'm going to pick a site feature for my pick of the week, and my site feature, relatively new, a little bit older than the list feature, however, is the Filmed Insert blog. Filmed Insert blog. Uh, some of you may be aware of the Filmed Insert blog by now, as we've shared many of the posts through our social media platforms. But if you have not uh, become become one with the Filmed Insert blog, I, I direct you to it, filmedinsert.com slash blog. Uh, there are some great posts, and the one that... Um, um, there's, if you enjoy the interviews of the podcast, there's some more interviews to be found um, in the in the blog. They're they're a little bit shorter than the ones that are on the podcast, so they 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 find their way to the blog. We we make some lists as well, some top ten music video gifts of all time, all all that great great music video entertainment that you've come to know and love here from FilmInsert.com, the music video database, um, and. Uh, the, the one particular post that I'm going to direct you to today is the, uh, the newest post on the vlog. It's, the, it's called The Complexity of Hip-Hop YouTube Comments, Edition 1, July 2012, because, of course, this is something that we have to dive into and, and kind of really get in with over time. We're not going to be able to you know, get, get through it all in one, in one blog post. But within this blog post, we really start talking about some of the greatest YouTube comments uh, on hip hop videos, which who doesn't love YouTube comments on hip hop videos? They're disgusting and awesome and poetic all at once. And so, my pick of the week is the filmed insert blog. Check it out.
Now, people should know that uh, Doug is a little obsessed with YouTube comments. It comes up a lot in daily conversations, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I love me some comments on YouTube, and I love me some list features, too. The, the, uh, I, w- I won't say why it's taken me so long to work on that music videos that contain nudity. Hmm. That's currently hmm. our biggest list. Yeah. it's um, No, maybe not. Music videos that feature professional basketball players is also a very long list at this time. That is correct. There are many there. A um, list that, w- that grows by the day. So I believe that's it for that was a good episode. I'm, I'm you know that's one of the things we're going to kind of work on getting in working into the site uh, is the uh, you know you know having interactive videos. It's going to be interesting because you know we could we could just put the um, you know the the standard video in bed if there is one. But what happens when that that stops? So we're forward thinking people at Filmed Insert, and we're we're going to continue to move forward. We're on on until forever. Filmedinsert.com, the music video database. Thanks for listening to Music Video Land, the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash filmedinsert, oprah.com slash filmedinsert, um, uh, rachelray.com slash filmedinsert, all the daytime talk shows slash filmedinsert, um, and all the daytime talk shows.com slash filmedinsert is where you can find us. Um, and the ju- don't forget the judge shows too, Mills oh Lane. God, all of them. Mills Lane. <laughs> is he still is he still on? I hope so. They these people never go away. They they just every day they're judging people. That was a good episode. That was really it was good. a great episode, despite your uh, mic issues, right?